Hard Parking brought to you by Right Honda and Right Toyota, both out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning. Coming up on today's show, we did have the Through the Lens One Auto event last weekend. I did talk about it just a little bit, just a little bit on the most recent show. But this episode, we have the live interviews from the actual event, with the exception of AJ, who was able to join a couple days after the event. Also going to be recording from Horizon Nights, brought to you by Clean Enough, which is coming up on May 21st as well. All that and more after a word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Your truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4 Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4Wheel Online, the number 4Wheel Online. Sitting here with Rob, also known as Cars. He's been on the podcast before, frequents uh, One Drink Wednesday with us once every blue moon. I think the last time we talked to you, you were setting something up in Ohio. But here we are, man. Yeah, back in Arizona, it feels good. Uh, I do usually have more than one drink on One Drink Wednesdays, so I kind of cheat that out, but don't tell anyone. You know, you can see me having more than one drink. I think sometimes <laughs> it gets to two or three drinks. So tell me about your camera you brought here, and then we'll talk about your podcast. Oh, yeah. So the camera I brought today is a medium-format film camera. It is manufactured by Mamiya of Japan. It is the C220 model, which was made in the mid-'70s. So it is a very old, purely mechanical camera. There's no batteries, no light meter, none of that jazz. It only goes up to one five-hundredth of a shutter speed, so it's not. So i got to be careful with how I'm shooting in bright light. But a medium format is three times the resolution of what you would typically see from like a DSLR. So it is a very impressive camera, even though it's like 50 years old. Yeah, that thing is cool. So de- let's describe it for people listening. How would you, because I, I see a lens on top of a lens, like vertically, yeah. like there's two lenses. So some of the more uh, experienced photographers in film will know what a TLR is, a twin, le- twin lens reflex camera, where there are, instead of one lens on the camera, there are two. The top lens on the camera is for viewing, so that is how I find my image when taking the shot. But the lower the lower lens is the lens that the light comes through to actually take the photo. So that does create a parallax that you have to compensate for when taking a picture. That's very complicated. It is, but that's what makes it but fun. But that's what we asked, yeah. yeah. Did you uh, see uh, Alex up there? Uh, or any of the speakers? You gonna listen to any of the speakers? Are you kind of? I popped in for a little bit, and then I got something to eat, and I sat outside while I was eating. Then I went and reloaded another roll of film, and now I'm back inside. So, what do you think of Phil's car right in front of us? Dude, I want to ride in it and just take a nap. That thing is sick. So, <laughs> it, we're looking yeah. at Phil Traverse's car. He makes a lot of our trophies and things for us. He has that's a Camry. I'm, I'm gonna get him on here. You can describe it, but. Yeah, from our perspective, it looks like it's a heavily modified Camry in the aspect of, uh, in Japan, there's those huge sedans with the luxurious interiors and the champagne glasses. That VIP and, look, right? Yeah, that VIP presidential look. That's what he's got going. He's got the trays, the screens, the champagne holders. It's super curtains. dope. He's got curtains. Curtains, yep. Yeah, I, I dig it a lot. I bet you, I mean, that's a really awesome setup. Not sure that I would want to ride in it and have a drink. I would. Full send, man. That's what it's there for, right? It's like a mini Maybach. Yeah, yeah. It's very much along those lines of that ultra luxury. I ride in the back of the car. I don't drive the car. 
Yeah, the only vehicle I'm ever in where I'm drinking, if I'm not driving it, is like a party bus. Yeah, party or bus or limo, yeah. I mean, that's basically a limo for just you, maybe yeah. one other. There's a joke in there. I don't actually drink and drive, guys. Yeah, don't don't drink and drive. Alcohol is cool. Cars are cool together. They are not cool. Unless you have alcohol. What, is it meth? Not meth. Oh, yeah, the meth Methanol. injection. Methanol. Methanol. Yeah. Meth injection engines. Yeah, that's, that's a different story. That's too much power for me. Tell us about your podcast because I'm going to be a guest on it soon. Hell yeah, you are. Uh, my podcast is called Weeb the People, a podcast about everything anime. So we discuss literally everything about anime from basic reviews like you would hear in a lot of other podcasts to technical breakdowns and production breakdowns, exploring the characters, dynamics, social tropes, the behind the scenes of what things are happening like in the studio, voice actors, uh, and even just the culture around it like conventions and cosplayers and even now there's a lot of anime car shows. I want to go to these shows, but it's like I don't really know anything. I mean, I know Attack on Titan, mm. which I never, you know, I haven't got to the second season because I can't find it. I know it's out there. I know there's websites Control. I can download it. You know, I know it's on <laughs> streaming somewhere. Um, but other than that, like anything kind of semi-relevant, new, I like, I don't know shit. Yeah, I mean, I go back to what I call the golden era all the time, which was the late 90s going into the early 2000s. So I still rewatch a lot of the older stuff. Yeah. But that's nice. The cool thing about the anime community and uh, the podcast we host is that it's kind of all over the place from newbies just dipping their toes in and exploring what anime is to people who've been in watching anime for 30, 40 years. And there's always something to learn from any aspect of it. Do you have a, a favorite anime from the golden era? Uh, I have what I refer to as like a trifecta. So anytime somebody asks me for a recommendation or what my favorites, it's always going to be Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, and uh, Trigun. Samurai, that's from uh, like 2004, right? Uh, early 2000s, around there, 2003, 2004, I think. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that when I first got married. My actually, my wife used to watch Adult Swim with me when that would come on. Yeah, Adult Swim was what it was, the Tsunami days. Yeah. Uh, definitely had a really interesting soundtrack. Yeah, it was cool, kind yeah. of hip-hop. Yeah, it was yeah. like my introduction to like the lo-fi hip-hop scene way yep. back then. Which became huge. Yeah, it really blew up. Some like RZA type shit, you know? Yeah, it's super cool. All right, man, get the hell out of here. Explore the rest of the show. Thank you for coming. And for sure. uh, we'll go fishing me. soon. You're one of my other fishing buddies. I was about to say, it's been too long since I've been fishing. So yeah, we'll, have, we'll have to go fishing here in the next couple of weeks. All right, man, take care. Sitting here with Alex Scutlow. Did I say it right? Yes. Yeah, like I've known you for a while, and I look at your last name, I'm like, fuck it. You're just Alex. Z throws everybody off. So I missed your presentation earlier, so for that, I apologize. How did it go? It went well. I mean, it just, it, I didn't stutter, I didn't trip going on the stage, so all of those are pluses. <laughs> was this the first time you've had to talk about yourself in, in your artwork, or not your art, your, yeah, your it photography? Yeah, it is. Through, like, college and high school, I've, you know, I've done, like, tons of presentations, but it's always been on things like, you know, here, this is about Pompeii, or things like that, but I've never had to, like, go up and speak about myself before, so. I think in high school and in college, too, it's, it's, and I don't know what capacity you did it, but I know for me, it's like, you're doing it in front of your classmates that you see all the time. So the pressure, I mean, you still, it's still a little, you feel a little nervous doing it. I was always a little nervous before I did it, but here it's like half these people, you may have worked with them and shooting their cars, but you don't know them. And the other half, you're like, who, who is this? Are you listening to me? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like that. And then also there's just like the pressure that it's like, it's not like you're just talking about like something that you can study and be an expert on. Like you're talking about yourself. And so it almost feels like a little bit more like personal where it's like, well, you know, it's not like you can just like Google facts to say you gotta come up with them how did you end up here today did Mimi reach out or were you like hey I want to do that 
Yeah, so uh, Mimi reached out to me and she said that, you know, she's, uh, since I won the Future Collector Car Show competition a couple years ago, and then I'd met her after that, and she'd kind of been following my work and seeing how it had improved over the time and just thought it'd be a cool opportunity for me to kind of come out and speak about it. Like, we worked together. I think the first time we shot was when we did the three intersexes. Yeah, the white, the red, and the blue. Right. Well, I'll take I'll take white as a description of mine when Kinda it was wrapped. Kind of white. Yeah. And then you shot the car again maybe in 2019? 2018 or 2019. It was a while ago. Yeah, and I invited you to, to be one of my little private guests at the Future Collector Car Show. Like, we were giving us our own cars, car event, and then yeah. the pandemic era hit. Yes. And that was it. But now you're like, you're, you're blowing up. What's different? What's changed? Honestly, not much has really changed other than that. I've just like, I've gotten better at taking the photos. I've learned new skills, new little tips and tricks, things of like, so my actual work has improved. And then I've gotten more publicity through like reposts on like major pages, like Blacklist. I've been on there three or four times now. I've gotten some stuff on um, like in DuPont Registry. I got a couple of publications in there. That's awesome. Um, I know. I was like really stoked about That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's just been like little things like that. And then, I mean, recently I just had, you know, for Valentine's Day, I thought it'd be kind of funny to do like a cool little like kind of playful post. So we took a Liberty Walk Supra strapped a giant teddy bear to it and shot some rollers. And I posted it on Valentine's Day, and a month later, the likes are still rolling in. It's at like nice. 300,000 with 7 million Holy people who have seen shit. it. And that was like, wow, okay. <laughs> that is crazy. So that was pretty crazy, and that definitely, definitely contributed to like the growth recently, like all my pages. Sure. All of a sudden, I, you know, I went from reaching, you know, a couple thousand people to 7 million, so... Wow. I remember when you would get three likes and you would hit me up and cry and say, how can I get back? I'm just joking. That was, we never, <laughs> but I remember the, the early days. That is amazing. Like, I didn't even know because, like, you know, the algorithms of things are just so crazy. It's almost like even when you set the bell notification icon, yes, people, I'm talking about Instagram, not just YouTube. Even when you do that, you, like, miss everybody's stuff. Yeah, I was absolutely stoked and I could not believe it. I mean, when that post like first hit like 10,000 likes, I was doing like a little happy dance like, sure. wow, this is amazing. I can't believe it. And here we are, 290,000 likes later and it's just been like, wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to find that and repost it so I can get some, uh, some run on my <laughs> own page because I'm at the point now where sometimes I post something and if I'm somebody that doesn't know who Jay Finning is, I'm like, that guy's got to be paying for followers because... His engagement fucking sucks. Oh, exactly. It's weird like that, too, because even, like, all my other posts, they still just get kind of the same engagement I had before, even though the actual, like, follower count, all those things have quadrupled, but the actual engagement on just normal posts hasn't. So it's definitely one of those, like, weird algorithm things, but it's still cool to see, like, wow, I did, I was able to reach, like, all these people, which is pretty cool. Well, you know, you're kind of an example of, and I came to this realization like a year or two ago where it's almost like none of that matters because if you do something a certain way, you will get noticed. And when you say DuPont Registry, you know, and even Blacklist, they're very particular. What, what is your ultimate? Is that Was that your ultimate or that was until DuPont? So I would say actually DuPont came before Blacklist, which was okay. kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, DuPont came, my very first DuPont publication was a year into shooting and I went to a Barrett Jackson event and I took a photo. It was when they had uh, it was a yellow law Ferrari, yeah. a Pagani, and a Pagani and a Koenigsegg all next to each other. And I there was a rope in front of them though. So I took the photo and I clone stamped the rope out and I posted it. 
and um, the wife of the guy who was host was um, managing the booth yeah. saw it and freaked out and sent to security like how how when did the rope come down <laughs> what happened and then she messaged me and said who pulled the rope down for you and I was like it's Photoshop and then she's like come back the next day we'll give you access take more photos and then those all that was my first publication. <laughs> That is crazy. That's awesome. Look at you all grown up sitting next to me. <laughs> How can people follow you? How can they become your 3 millionth like? 300,446 like. <laughs> um, well, you can find me on Instagram. It's automotive underscore Alex. Why don't you do the, your whole name? Um, automotive Alexandra is just a lot. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I don't probably. know, ever since I was in, I've always just gone by Alex. It was just shorter, easier. Yeah, Automotive Alex, for sure. Yeah, although if I had gone by Automotive Alexander, a lot less people would probably be thinking I'm a man. So. True. And everyone would screw up when they're trying to. Uh, I wonder what's pulling in up here. Everyone's got their cameras ready. What do you think of Robert's camera there? Rob, Rob, he goes by cars. Is that the film camera, that one? It's like when he's... 20 years old. Yeah, that thing's really cool. Yeah, that's super I cool. I wish I could shoot film, but just like the technicality it takes to shoot film, not to mention just the cost of film itself. That's his quiet, quietly pretentious camera. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Yeah. Sitting here with Mr. Phil Travers, the man that owns this Camry that we were talking about. What's going on with that? It's actually it was supposed to be a simple, quick project, which turned into uh, a little bit of an effort. Back in uh, December, when we got sick, we had to put this off. We got we got blessed with getting COVID and spending some time in the hospital. So, you in the car did or just you? I wanted the car to be there with me. <laughs> I thought it would be better bedside manner if it was there, but they said no, so I couldn't really direct much of what was going on with it. So, yeah, the car in August will be one year. Prior to that, it was just a daily driver. Right. Uh, make sure I could get back and forth and get to the shop and handle clients and uh, such as yourself with any acrylic and decal work. We went ahead and finally set some time aside and got working on it. Tell the listeners what they're kind of looking at here, because we kind of described it as kind of a, a Japanese-styled uh, VIP-ish. Right. So it, it is a VIP-inspired vehicle. As we know, true VIP is going to be big-body rear-wheel drive V8. And being that it is a front-wheel drive four-cylinder, it definitely does not qualify as a true v, uh, VIP, but it is inspired. Right. So following those guidelines... Gosh, you know, the, the hardest thing is doing the VIP, whether it's inspired or the full traditional, is that the culture itself really likes to stick with its true rooted modifications, you could yeah. say. So like the interior, you usually find the, the double diamond and stuff like that. So my goal was to, what can I do that'll make it stand out and be different, but yet still follow the roots of that? So I found a Japanese geometric circle pattern to do the whole interior. And everything that is done with that vehicle is, is from the Japanese roots, uh, regardless of what aspect of the car is. There's meaning to everything. And the interior, which a lot of people think is white, it's a super light gray. Right. Original interior shop handled that for me. Rap Sesh took care of wrapping the door jams with a koi pattern that they printed for me, as well as doing under the hood. And we also had the hydro, hydrographics done with that same pattern as well. Unfortunately, the gentleman who took care of uh, the hydrographics, he ran into some health issues with his wife and uh, did the better thing, take care of his right. wife, do the right thing. And uh, so we 
still keep them in prayers, and they're doing really well. And other than that, I mean, we, we, we still have the, the traditional VIP embellishments with the tables that Flossed VIP uh, provided for the vehicle, as well as, so it's, it's been a crazy build. I still yet got the trunk to do. Are you going to do the koi pond in the trunk? I've seen that before. <laughs> like, I think a lead tuner or whatever. Like a legit, like a little pond in the, someone's trunk. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I looked into it. but It's kind of cool. Well, you know, I looked into, you, you, you've seen the fish that, you yeah. know, they're fake and they swim around aimlessly. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything that really appeased me by it. Maybe right. if I painted them and looked like then maybe that's cool. But I think what I'm going to keep doing is I'm going to keep up with that whole pattern that I've done. The, the, just like the, the liquor cabinet that's in the back for where the middle armrest folds down. It's all done in, in, in that circle pattern as well. So I think I'll follow that into the trunk and have that where the tanks and the manifold are, are at with a wood floor. I'm all about the liquor cabinet. <laughs> so, oh, someone's, someone's tearing ass. People keep leaving this event, tearing oh, ass. Right, and then they wonder why it's hard to have these events. But you know, hey, to each his own. I guess they got to live fun while they can. But you know, as far as that liquor's concerned, I do have those mojitos that are in that rear uh, yeah. center tray. It's just going to be a challenge trying to drink them, considering they're made out of epoxy. <laughs> Explain to the listeners, because a lot of them aren't like car people. What is VIP style? Because we know, we know. Well, we I know what it is when I look at it. Right. But so VIP and, and I'm sure I'm going I'm not going to get this 110% correct but from my homework and years of being in the in the culture um basically for the US to easily understand it for those who aren't familiar with it it is a lowrider version a classy lowrider version um for the Japanese culture and right. that they adapted and it did start off with um, very influential families, so mm, okay. better to say, right. in Japan, so they could stay incognito, but still yet have Crazy very rich nice, Asians. Yeah. <laughs> so they could still have uh, very impressive vehicles without uh, drawing a lot of attention to themselves. Right. But yet stick out and people know who they are and you don't mess with them, basically. Right. And... Um, one thing I didn't do uh, is tint the windows um, for the privacy aspect of it because I don't drive the car that much. I want everybody to be able to see all the details that are in the interior. So I left the windows untinted. Smart and, move. Um, and then when she's, when she's done for the day, goes in the garage and she's taken care of then. But basically that's what it is. You do the fancy wheels. You try to – and VIP is traditionally you stick with a white, black, or a dark metallic gray vehicle. That, yeah. That's your three colors of your base car. Obviously, things have been have transformed, and now they become inspired VIP. Right. Everybody wants to add their own twist, which is great. I enjoy seeing it. And what I did for the exterior, even though I kept it the white, traditional white, I went ahead and had Asher, who went ahead and, by hand, pinstriped around the door handles, around the headlights, and on the hood. And there's a food dog on the hood. And it's all hand pinstripe, and he's very educated and mm -hmm. uh, trained in the Japanese arts. That's awesome. Tell us about your, your business and then uh, how, to, how to get a hold of you and then we'll get you out of here. <laughs> getting a hold of me. Wow, yeah, definitely getting a hold of me is... How to follow you. We'll put it that way because is I know the struggle's been real. Um, well, you know, so many people, I, I want to say I'm, I, I got blessed during COVID and when the pandemic started and it's 
so many terrible things that came through that. But the one silver lining is that uh, God did bless me with the ability to have a business that took off during that time. And what I do is I make a specialty acrylic products, mainly for show vehicles. Mm -hmm. So when they want to open their hood partial way, so it's on display, uh, their doors. And, and, you know, the industry has changed for the show industry. I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. But the whole purpose of me going this route was to encourage people to take a rag and some water and clean their engine bay. Right. You know, and get a couple points for it mm-hmm. and put you over the edge just that little bit. And I've been fortunate. A lot of, it's really taken off. The Camry community has been very supportive of it. And there is the competition out there. But, you know, um, I, I, I definitely do try to stay one step ahead. And I try to make everything reasonable. I do get hit up quite often. Hey, do you sponsor me? Do you do that? You know, I'd love to sponsor somebody. I'd love to sit there and say, hey, you know what? Let me just give you every part that I make. But the reality of is it, it's like any company that does that, you know, then the, your product needs to go up. And then it's not a fair price for everyone. Right. And then I have to babysit that person. And, and it's not fair to anybody. So I'd rather give everybody a fair deal. So, sure. yeah, we definitely do. We got the hood props, the door props, trunk props. And uh, for some vehicles, I do badges for every once in a while, like yourself and a couple other events I've done some awards for. That's not my specialty. But depending on what it is and what we're doing, I, I love to get down and, and do some of that for people. Absolutely. And it, it just goes hand in hand. I try to take my creativity that I have in, I would say, building my car into the same aspect of building the products that I do for my business. How can people follow you on Instagram and look, and look at your work? Well, you can definitely see me on uh, my work on design culture. And that's D-Z-I-G-N underscore culture, K-U-L-T-U-R-E. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is probably my car page, and that is going to be bagged Gen 8. So that's B-A-G-G-E-D underscore Gen 8, G-E-N, the number 8. Uh, usually I'm a lot more responsive on there than on, say, the the shop page. Right. And not for any other reason that 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning you might DM me when I get in the shop and I'm ready to answer at 10 o'clock. You're 100 deep. I, I don't just don't physically have that time to get to everyone. So those who are serious generally jump on my, my car page or they'll find, follow me on Instagram, which is just Philip Traverse. And that's P-H-I-L-L-I-P-T-R-A-V-E-R-S-E. And uh, you can all, it's easily me, the, the pictures of the cars on there, white Camry with the gold wheels. Thanks, Mr. Traverse. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a great event. Thank you. She is print-driven, Rebecca Wynn. Here I am. Here you are. So here we are. Uh, the event's wrapping up. Uh, first off, thank you for coming out to this one auto through the lens event. Through the lens. It's been a long day. I'm on a I'm on a couple hours of. Uh, yeah, I see you over there with your iced tea. Of sleep. Yeah, I got. <laughs> yeah. I bought two of them actually because it's so freaking delicious. Yeah. Did you have any of this? No, I didn't have time. But it's great. I should, I should. Like it is obviously. Hopefully they're not packed. Uh, yeah, it's great. I even I'll buy you one. I bought somebody else one. That's how good it is. <laughs> I didn't get to see you speak up there because I've been running around all day, but you know, how was it? Oh, it was great. You know, I was actually, I don't know, maybe I'm too humble, but I was surprised at how many people actually were interested in the story. Right. Um, but yeah, it was great. It's always good to be around fellow media people. Cause like I kind of mentioned in my uh, presentation, if you will, is that we, we kind of speak a different language, you, do. you know, yeah. and it's nice to be around people where you can kind of have that opportunity. You know, if you have a native tongue, it's kind of like that, you know, so it was nice to kind of talk with everybody and see like where they're at and um, kind of relate to where I've been, 
and where they are or where they're going and stuff like that. So sharing the story is always very rewarding and it also kind of solidifies maybe your purpose in life, you know, kind of solidifies, okay, I did this and I did it for a reason and there's an appreciation out there for it. Rebecca coming in with the deep shit. <laughs> Always. Again. <laughs> Always with the deep thought, you know? Uh, I mean, that's kind of why I ended up where I am. Right. That's that, that acting with intent is kind of what I live and breathe by. Um, so a lot of the photographers here today brought a lot of great points to the table of, you know, they started here and because they had the intent to do this and X, Y, and Z, it kind of flowed that way, you know? Um, so when you're acting with intent, people feed off of that energy and they recognize it. So you should definitely kind of lead with that when you're, you're doing these types of things. So I noticed you were up there pretty much the whole time. So when other people were speaking, did you learn anything about someone that you didn't know? Like, oh, wow, I didn't, or did someone say anything? It's like, oh, I never thought about that. And it's okay if, if you didn't, but did you have any of those epiphanies? Um, I think uh, realizing new things about uh, each person. Yeah, definitely. Um, from the technical side, I kind of had a general understanding. Right. Um, a lot of the photographers do things that I personally am not good at, so it was kind of interesting to see the shot and the technical aspect of how they got it. So I don't know if it was necessarily learning, but it was um, understanding right. a, a different take on how to do it. Right. I thought uh, Alex, her her growth, her arc was amazing. Pretty she was crazy. on her earlier, and I was like, I had no idea. You mm -hmm. know, I was like, wow. I remember her looking for random shoots and yep, like yep. now she can pretty much do what she wants to a it's, certain extent it's a it's a roller coaster right right it's a give and take definitely um but i remember the first time i met her was actually when we awarded her the um best photograph of the event for the future collector car right. show um in 2020 so from seeing then and now it's it's, it's insane so it's, it's great growth it's great to see that here in arizona actually because the collective creative um network here is actually pretty small right. you'd, be, you'd be very surprised so i think a lot of the people that came here with um aspirations should know that the, the market here is up for the taking it really right. is well cool Thank you for coming to this awesome event you make it awesome everybody here actually yeah, makes everyone it awesome. did a good job Thank you for putting it together, Mimi and One Auto and Superior Image. Am I missing anybody? You guys. Oh yeah, Print Driven. Yep, yeah, yep. Print Driven. We're here. Yep. We're here. So that's I have to I have to do that though at the end, so you don't necessarily oh, have to give All clouts, right. but no. Just throwing yeah. that out there. <laughs> well, thanks for the sticker. Thanks for the pin. Of course. And we'll be talking to you again. Goodbye, Say what you Jay. want. <laughs> Jay, you're the best. No. Jay's the best. Even if he doesn't have an NSX. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Michael, Mr. Art Design Drive, I'm trying to get you on there. Actually, I talked about you before a couple of years ago when we were all sitting at Starbucks. Is that right? And we realized that everybody but... Why am I drawing a blank? Household name. Good friend of ours. Whatever. Three out of the, three out of the four people sitting around that table were adopted. Okay. And we just realized it at the time. Yep, Matt, yep. Matt was the only one that wasn't. Oh, all right. Yeah, so yeah. I said, we got to get you on, but we haven't had that conversation. So one day I hope to have that conversation. But today, I want to thank you for coming out to this event. Hopefully it was good for you. What did you experience today? Um, well, I networked a lot with uh, a lot of the local photographers. A lot of people that I haven't really met yet, but, you know, saw their Instagrams and everything. So I haven't really face-to-face. -face. But uh, today, you know, got me able to do the face-to-face, -face, which was nice. So, uh, yeah, I really like that. 
you ever had to present in front of people like that outside of like a school setting? Uh, once, but uh, it wasn't. I mean, obviously today was a little less prepared. Right. But uh, yeah, um, I've done it once before, just uh, as a demo for uh, an art class uh, in Indianapolis. Awesome, man. Well, they're trying to kick us out of here. How can people follow you on Instagram? We'll have to do a more official one soon. Um, Art Design Drive is Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, so, yeah. It's Tim. That's Tim. Oh, definitely, yeah. That's Tim firing <laughs> up his RX-7 right behind us. Beautiful sound. <laughs> Gee, who was okay, that? There we go. You good? <laughs> oh, but it's scrub your body Oh no, you're gonna you're gonna make it right. <laughs> That's at Rotor Daddy that just pulled out of here. Yellow RX7. So art design drive. Yep. All right, we'll have to make it more official in the future, man. But thanks for stopping by the podcast and thank you for being part of today's event. For sure, anytime. I appreciate it. <laughs> James Paul Media. Buddy of mine, professional with rollers around here, and we're not talking ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, well, you could be talking ecstasy. Remember those days? Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> Maybe a little cocaine. <laughs> a couple bumps here and there. Yeah, there you go. How did today go for you? That was good, man. It was a fun day. It was nice to see a lot of these people come out here and, and just share the love, you know? There's so much, there's so much hate in this photography world. It's weird, right? It I is, think it's weird. It's, it is weird, but... It is what it is, right? So it's nice to get, you know, a, kind of a family realm out here where everybody's talking to each other, learning, you know, and sharing good techniques. And it was a good time. We need to have more of these events for sure. So thanks for putting it on. That's Mimi, ride or die, who gets all the credit on that because this is the second one we did. And I kind of pushed back a little bit when she brought up the idea. And I was, and it's, Did you? I did because of the, the first one was cool. Okay. But you know, finding the right people to come. And so thank you for being here because you're one of those right people. And, oh, yeah. and going back to the hate, it's like the first time the event happened, I reached out to a few people that I knew that, you know, they're well published and do stuff. And one of the guys said, you know, I I don't really want to come there and, and do that because that's how I make my bread and butter. And my thought is, well, I understand, but the world is so big. Yeah, it's tough, right? They, they don't want to share. It's not my bread and butter. You know, right. it's just a passion I mind. So yeah. people probably hate me for doing it, but I'm always trying to make people better at what they're doing and you know it, we all start somewhere right and I, I just those guys that have actually made it you know sharing sharing what your techniques are and your work it's not gonna it's not gonna slow you down at all it's not gonna take away from not you. gonna take away from anything no so people that are like that's just it's unprofessional people don't remember what you say they remember how you made them feel yeah absolutely right? absolutely there's a reason i've my clients have never left me you know yeah. and that's that's all customer service, and it's yep. they see what kind of pe person you are, kind of your personality. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of photographers like that out there, you know. Like, uh, I don't want to get to know you. Just do the work and get out, right? Yep. There's a lot of clientele that's like that too. Like, yep. uh, what's your name again? Like, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I just shot with the last weekend. Absolutely. Well, we got to get you on for, and I think we've been talking about it for a while. And it's one of those things where there's people that I'm super cool with. So it's like, hey, man, yeah, I'm always there, but I don't like actively, like aggressively pursue because just like taking photos with you. It's like we 
We live so close. I know. I live like a block away, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> and we and we finally did it before I sold a car, but. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like it was a few years before we actually made it happen. It was, right? A little overdue. All and right, it was well, a disaster. Shoot, too. Uh, that one photo keeps getting posted a million times by yeah, a million that, different accounts. Yeah, they do, but. We we could have done better. There's a few a few of the stills that I uh, that I really like, and I think I'd mentioned that before. But how can people get a hold of you, man? We got to get you out of here so we can get out of here and break this table down. James Paul Media on Instagram. You know, any social media network I'm on is James Paul Media. So send me a DM or a message, and we'll be in touch. All right, we'll get you booked for a proper session. Come over to the house. Yeah, let's and do it. I don't know if you drink it or not, but I have everything. Yeah, I'll drink from, some whiskey with from you. From water to whiskey to you know whatever. I don't have any bumps. And I don't have any X. Well, we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. You can bring the party. All right. I'll bring the party. Thanks. All right, brother. Good seeing you. AJ (laughs) Shipitovsky. That's one way to say it. Shipitovsky. I don't know. It sounds like some sort of a spy name or something. It is Russian. So pretty close. Give us your, uh, give me the same pronunciation. So AJ is the first one to do this interview or, or I guess recap conversation from the actual studio because we got kicked out the other day. So <laughs> Is that why we had to leave early? That's why we had to pack up and go, yeah. Gotcha. Well, this works just as well. I like it. Probably a little better. So tell us tell us your name. AJ Shipatovsky. Shipatovsky. That works. <laughs> so you first off, thanks for showing up to that event. I've said that to everyone. Um what was I don't know, what was your your experience there, I guess. And then tell us a little about your photography because I've known you for a while. Yeah. You disappeared because I guess school was more important. Yeah, we do go back and yeah, you know, it kind of depends perspectives, right? Um, no, so the, the event was awesome. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was really unique to kind of see an event that was focused more on the photography side of things and the cars. Obviously, the cars were a part of it is what brought us all together. Um, but having, you know, people there like Alex and James and Becca, to like sit there and and describe their different lines of work and how we all kind of do different things was probably the coolest thing. Something I never honestly really thought about myself. Obviously I see, you know, scrolling through Instagram or looking at, you know, right. people's websites that I, that I like a lot, you know, I see them and how their work is all different from one another, but to actually sit there and even here on my end of things, how, you know, Alex focus on private clients and making sure that, you know, their Instagram worthy shots and that the clients are always happy and booking one from another or hearing James aside where he's perfecting the rollers and making sure that, you know, he has gotten every little detail taken care of or on Becca's side of things where, you know, she's getting the panning shots, she's describing the story, capturing the moment, you know, and then on my side of things where I do a little bit more commercial work where I sit down Mm -hmm. with clients and we kind of create a game plan for their marketing. Um, It was cool to just kind of see that. And then the best part too is, of course, meeting with all the different amateur photographers that were there and kind of want to know more about their story and what got them into it and why they're here and what they want to know. Um, wonderful event, wonderful turnout. Um, I really hope to do it more and, you know, see more events like this in the future. So did you ever have, do you ever have a moment when you're sitting there listening to people and, and I couldn't actually get up there um, or, or actually watch cause I was too busy running around like a chicken with my head cut off or doing these, these podcast conversations when other people are up there. But did you ever listen to someone's like, oh, that's so stupid. Like no one's going to know. No, I, I didn't hear that at all. Um, no, were you thinking that? Like, oh uh-huh. my God, I can't believe Becca said that when an idiot. No, there was really nothing like that. I mean, that was that was kind of the, the most interesting part. Um, yeah. You know, Alex and I specifically, we always go back and forth on the Instagram stuff and, you know, 
figuring out what's right and what's wrong and talking to each other about editing styles. Um, you know, I've, I haven't really met James or Becca prior to this event, although we're now all getting pretty close. We're all talking yeah. to each other a lot more. Um, but I mean like nothing, you know, like everyone was really cool. Um, I don't know who the videographer was that, um, uh, Mimi had hired. There was a guy walking around with a gimbal and he had a red camera on, you know, I even saw him and I like kind of nudged him when he, he hit a second and I was like, dude, nice camera. And he like looked at me, he's like, yeah, thanks man. He's like, I was like, you shoot video on a red. He's like, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even on my end of things, you know, if, if anyone on here knows me or heard of me, like I just don't touch video. I absolutely hate it. It's just a personal vendetta I have on it, but I was even like impressed because I do know about it. I just don't do it. Um, but no, I mean like it was, it was cool. Like there was never a moment during the whole thing where I or saw someone else, you know, was like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. This is, this is stupid. I was like, I was blown away by everything. When it comes to automotive, like what, is there a split? Is there like a kind of a weird cultural split between the photographer and the videographer? But with some respect, it's almost like the track guy versus the autocross guy type of deal. Um, yes and no. Uh, I think it more comes down to like an individual and personal case mm, by case yeah. basis. You know, I've, I've met some videographers who straight up look down on photographers because they think that our work is easier. And then I've met videographers who praise us for, you know, all the different things that we can do outside of the photo shoot. Um, again, it, it, it kind of depends, you know, obviously I won't name names, but there are definitely a few videographers out here that, you know, I don't personally get along with just because we've had issues in the past. And then there's some that like, I have an absolutely great time with, you know, like just to name a few, like Mason, who is at that event, takes amazing photos, works for Highline with me. I love working with him. Um, Skylar, another one that works with Highline, you know, He's still getting his footing, but he's doing really good and he takes critiques really well and, you know, looks forward to it. Um, I work with Tyler at TXP Media a lot with Creative Bespoke and he was actually the one who got me to do rollers a few days ago, which has That's kind of cool. been something, yeah, it's been something I've been poked fun at <laughs> for not for doing not the doing. real rollers. Um, but, you know, again, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, a videographer versus photographer thing or, you know, one sector of the industry versus another. I think it's just a personal case-by-case -case basis. Obviously, this is a, pretty competitive industry um and emotions play a huge factor into that um and you know i think when you have those two things going for you it just kind of depends on who the person is how they can manage conflict how they can manage critiques and everything mm -hmm. like that so you're the first person i'm going to ask this to because we're a few days removed from the event the environment is completely different our surroundings are completely different so now i can actually think instead of hearing stuff in the background but what part of your game, like what's, what's out there that you want to do that you don't feel as comfortable doing as far as the photography aspect of it? Yeah. So, I mean, comfortable is an interesting word. Um, well, how about like, I don't like natural light. Yeah. Versus... I mean, I've, I think, and again, it's, it's an art, so it's subjective. Everyone's got their sure. own opinion. I, I think for the most part, natural lighting, I've pretty much gotten down. Um, you know, I've, I've shot in about every lighting condition you can imagine. Um, I mentioned in my talk, actually, um, something I did a few weeks ago was we had a, uh, a red chrome Audi R8 with silver chrome on it. And down in Gilbert, they have those ring lights above that change color. Oh, yep. And I was doing light painting with that. And that was probably hmm. one of the most difficult things I've ever done, sure. you know, because with the chrome, I can't catch the reflection of the light. And then the color changing LEDs above it changes the color balance of everything. And then having to then go in and stitch that together in Photoshop was more of a nightmare than I can even describe right now. Um, that was probably the most uncomfortable I've been on a photo shoot, mainly just because of all the challenges. 
in terms of things I want to get better at, something, you know, that I've been looking at getting that I'm still kind of skeptical on is getting a, a professional lighting setup, um, something like a pro photo um, with a, a huge diffuser and working on that. Um, someone who I look up to a lot and I've slowly become a little bit closer with is Josh uh, with Black Tire Media. Um, and even though he won't give me his secrets and I, I don't blame him for it, you know, I, I bounce ideas off of him and he's been really helpful in kind of guiding me and giving me some direction. Um, the only other times I, I would honestly say that I feel uncomfortable is, is when it's a large group and I have to cover a lot of things all mm -hmm. at once. Um, sure. there've been a few little rallies I've been on or, you know, events like cars and coffee, and it's just kind of difficult to manage your time and make sure that you're getting everything you need. And then the only other thing that always stresses me out is when I work for some of my bigger clients like Radford racing. Um, you know, every once in a while they've got something that goes on directly with Dodge or directly with Lotus. Right. And to make sure that I got just the right shots is always stressful. Cause again, it's, it's an art, you know, everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone's got their own idea of what looks good. And so making sure that, you know, I'm keeping up my end of things is just stressful and it's just kind of an uncomfortable situation. Well, that's good though, because we've all met photographers and videographers who think that they've made it. They think they're the top, like you're going to be happy with what I give you. Yeah. You're lucky to have me. So, you know, it's good to have that. I think Tom Brady says, he gets nervous before every game and no one's won more than him, you know, so there's still an, an organic rawness to it. So, yeah, I think part of it is, you know, the, the own personal responsibility that you feel, yeah, you care, um, you know, like I won't, I won't shoot weddings, um, mainly cause it's one of those things where it's, this is this person's big days. There's, there's no redo on this. Yeah. And I don't want to be the one to be like, Hey, I messed up the shot. Sorry. You know, like I, I don't think I could take that on, you know? Um, but, you know, a car is a little bit different. You can always reshoot, things like that. But I mean, even still, again, when your client expects something, no matter how big or small they are of a client, you know, it's still that personal responsibility of making sure, hey, I got that shot. You know, I, I got exactly what they're looking for. And, you know, I question it every other day. You know, I'm like, am I doing this right? You know, <laughs> is there right. other things I can improve on? Um, but I think that's something that, you know, all of us creatives kind of fall into. It's almost this little lull of, you know, questioning yourself every now and again. AJ, how can we get a hold of you? Um, Instagram is probably the best bet. Um, AJ Ship It Photo. Uh, I'll spell that out. AJ S H I P I T dot photo P H O T O. Um, that's probably the best. Uh, you can find my website on there. Um, I've got my email linked. Reach out to me anytime, whether it's you know booking a shoot or just talking about photography or life in general. I am always free to chat. AJ, quite the pensive photographer if you want to talk about your your personal problems he's there and if you want him to <laughs> do a photo shoot with you he's there thanks aj yeah no problem thanks jay special thanks to everyone who stopped by all of those conversations were brought to you by the cell shop an arizona-based retailer that strives to be your destination of choice for wireless services whether in arizona or washington state they are an authorized retailer for at&t so visit them at cellshop.us and get connected today. Man, I still have to put the Tesla video together. I will try to get it out before, well, I will try to get it out this week before the next episode drops. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to this podcast and go tell a friend about it. Leave a review. The reviews matter. I keep telling you people that. Yeah, I said you people. I want to thank Wright Honda and Wright Toyota, Scottsdale, Arizona, Four Wheel Online, Cell Shop Wireless Services, Fountain Hills Motorsports, Patreon Business Supporters, Cuyo Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida, and Hell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access 
to bonus audio as well as show swag, there's a lot of behind the scenes audio. Not only of guests, but of me losing my shit because of other stuff that's going on or updates about maybe whatever my next car is. Not sure it's worth as little as $3 a month, but for more than that, you can get more. Special thanks to Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, Alice Gumina, and Drew Bunkley. Hard Parking Podcast shirts are coming soon. I know I keep saying that. Eventually, it's going to happen. Also, coming up on the next episode, I'm going to answer your Q&A questions. I asked about those a few weeks ago. You submitted them. I have not had the opportunity to even bring them up on the show. So for that, I apologize. It's coming, though. If you want to email the show, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at jfenning. That's J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. If I said that too fast, it's okay. My name is on the show. Follow the Hard Parking Violations. Actually, join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook group and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, hardparkingpodcast. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's patreon.com, hardparkingpodcast. Because I can't grow without telling the world how great this show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together, and I will talk to you all next week. Shut up!